Getting to the bottom of that just got a whole lot weirder. I looked at you and said, repeat that. You said I've got to get to the bottom of that. We have liftoff. Check out what's coming up on today's episode. Unless you're dumb. Theory time. Here we go. I mean, we are conspiracy theory podcast. I think this is what happened. The reason why the Dead Sea Scrolls were never found and they were hidden in the cave for so long with anyone touching them is because they were protected. Yeah. By, by giants <laughs> in the caves. Mm. Wait a minute. Yeah. You believe this? Yes. Okay. Giants in the cave. And you think Why the not? shepherd killed one with a rock? Scared it away. He goes, ooh. Maybe ah. that was. Yeah, maybe that's the story. It this is gonna be. This was... is gonna be Byron's soundbite for the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, for the promo. <laughs> for the promo. This is the promo right here. <laughs> I knew it. This is it. <laughs> when he turned on the music, I knew this is gonna be. <laughs> that's my new theory music. Oh, that's when there's good. a theory yeah, coming why, on. Why not? Why couldn't there be giants protecting it? The Nephilim. Well. And, and the little shepherd, yeah, Mohammed, the, the was, was actually shooting at him instead of a stray animal, that, which was told. He got a rock. He slung yeah, it. He was like, hey, David did it. I'm going to do it. Dude, that makes sense. What if he saw one, slung it, killed a giant, he fell over, smashed all the pots. Then the Smithsonian comes in, cleans the scene, gets the giant out of there. Yes. Removes everything, scrubs everything. They're like, you need to basically give these away. So he sells it for 250 bucks. Yeah, and, and make this story up that there was a stray animal. There's no giant here. Yeah, he he's like, like, okay. He's like, that's fine, whatever. And the guy's like, what kind of stray animal should I say? I don't know, a sheep, a mallard. Mallard, mi- yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. A cat. Doesn't matter. A platypus. Yeah, say he's something. He's like, what's that? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. You See, know. look, I think you're onto something. Gang, gang, right there. Yes, sir, OG. There you go. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. Welcome into another edition of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm your host, Byron Dice. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome into the studio once again, the other half of... I guess it's the other third. Yeah. Not half. Yep. Well, whatever. The other two weirdos, Jason and yo, yo, yo. Joey. Hello. Well, uh, it's been uh, quite a week. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the news cycle seems to have uh, quietened down. Has it's it? not as much blown up, you know, how there was a while there where we were talking about Israel. Things were just blowing up. Yeah. I really haven't. Maybe I haven't just paid attention to the news. Was that a pun? Blowing up? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> if it was, it was unintentional. Okay. But that's where my brain's at. But uh, today we're talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls. They're really killing Episode it over there. 60. Oh, Lord. Here he goes. Sorry. He was like, he was waiting for that one. Oh, man. Today we're talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls episode 65. Um want to want to shout out uh to the our first two callers we mm. had our last episode. That was so yeah. cool. We did a live stream, our first live, well, it was actually our second live stream. Uh or was it? Was that our first? No, no it was the second. It was the second. Second yeah. live stream, but it was pretty successful. Uh we're not live streaming today. 
because it's early and yeah, working out some kinks, trying to get some different camera angles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I'm kind of groggy today. I can't tell. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, well, it's uh, it's early. Um, it's usually late. Jason's actually awake today. Yeah. yeah. So that's a plus. This is my active hours, dude, from 7 to 10. You're on. I'm on. Yeah. After 10, I'm ready for bed. You said that. That's, it's true. This You're is right. your prime peak hours. This is, this is as good seven as I to get, And then it's just this, end of the day. So everybody, <laughs> y'all are getting different versions of the weirdos today. Yeah, when, when you guys normally hear me, I'm about maybe a quarter. Yeah. Here. Yes, I'm already sleeping. You're like I'm already mentally. I'm sleeping. Uh, listen, the um, I don't know if the plane disappeared, but um, I know there was Sasquatch. He was on it. I've seen um, him. But today, Dead Sea Scrolls. I'm all over the place. I'm hyped up. I'm baby. excited. But I'm yeah, our, our callers, man. Who it was? Um, it was little Guapo. Little Guapo. Oh, by the way, here's here's a few comments. I don't. Should I read Mister yeah. Flink Flinchenstein? Why not? Comment. Well, this, I mean, it's long. I don't know how I missed this, but it was on our YouTube channel. Yeah. It was three weeks ago, and he was he was commenting on the Club of Rome. I mean, you um, can sum it up, but I mean. It I basically, think... was. we were talking about how the Club of Rome is, is right. kind of, you know, <laughs> globally uh, taking over the world and the control, and they're behind all the uh, yeah. climate model and all that stuff. But he was, yeah. he was kind of... Uh, he, he was saying climate change is a real issue and you can't discount everything the Club of Rome does because they're rich and powerful, basically. That sums that up. And he said, I mean, y'all, y'all should go stand in the middle of a landfill and see for yourself what society does to a planet. Yeah, which I... I uh, I've been to a landfill. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because I, I've thrown trash and mattresses in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how, and how does this place function? They just, they cover it up. They build a little mountain, and then they'll go over to another spot and dig another hole. It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is just ingenuity at its best. Yeah, you're paying to just throw something outside, (laughs) and they put dirt over it. I know. You know what we can't do? We can can bury it on the earth, but we can't throw it out in space. That's that's an international law. Can't have space. Well, who's who's well, gonna throw? That? I would I throw it out in space. How are you throwing it out in space? Dude, I would just gotta put it all in a rocket and shoot it out to the sun. You don't have a rocket. Yeah, just incinerate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, where's your rocket at, dude? You put it on the moon, it. man. How? In why fact, can't we put it on the moon? Why is that a law? Nobody space can throw stuff in space. What Countries are you can't put about like their are you talking satellites. About like yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, the satellites are up in the stratosphere spinning around. We yeah. dumped all our trash out there. It'd be like a... It'd be like just the circle. We'd, we'd have, have the, like the rings of Saturn. We'd have a somebody's toaster <laughs> and a junk. microwave. I love it. Yeah, bread bag. We just need just to build float. a big slingshot. Yeah. Straight that to, would, the, yeah. to the moon, baby. Out to the moon, dude. Let's just dump what it on mo- some did Martians. Did I see that on a movie where they, were, they had a, a, a garbage chute and they were dumping stuff on the moon? Uh, yeah, Wally. What was that? No. No. <laughs> Oh, know. that was pretty rough. I know Wally. we should dump it on the moon. I, dump it. I don't know. I think we should dump it in space. It's space. It's huge. It's not going to... Whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's light years before it's going to reach another a solar system. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, there's no life out there. Why don't we just build one of those big, like, vacuum chutes when you go to the bank? Yeah, like it. the tube. Yeah, but build a bigger a pneumatic one tube. Space balls. They, the vacuum. They... Is that part of a movie? Yes. Yes, the vacuum. Is Matter so- of fact, that's what the Marvels, they're making fun of the Marvels because 
actually she was doing that. She, she was sucking all the air and natural resources from a planet. And everybody's like, um, Spaceballs. Spaceballs, they already did this. What are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah that was fun. one of the big, uh, the bad guys. They were they had a vacuum. You saw it? Yes. Oh, On Eternals? No. no, no, no. I'm talking about Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs. The oh, no, bag- I'm talking about Marvels. Did you watch Marvels? No, no. and I never will. Don't. <laughs> Wait, what's Marvels? Don't it's 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 probably Marvels. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's okay. it's what the it's what Disney Marvel is today. Yeah. <laughs> what, sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the comic. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, appreciate that, Mister Flankenstein. I like Flink Flankenstein. I like Flankenstein. I like constructive criticism. Yeah. I do too, man. Honestly, I agree with him on some things. That's what I said in the comments. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Mike a, Mike Jones, our oh, previous uh, co-host here, he was like, I disagree with this guy, and he's like, wrote me a book. Yeah, he did. that was he clapped back. I think <laughs> he was like, I, look here, boys, <laughs> these globalists are here to kill us. I was like, oh, yeah, Mike, you're right. I mean, I'm there's no there's no so disagreeing with that either. <laughs> no. But I definitely want a cleaner planet, though. Oh well, sure. I, you know what I mean? Man, I put my oil down there. The drain. You do. You, just you put what? My oil down the drain. Oh, with hot water, of course, right? No. He's talking Come, about. Come, dude, that's going to clog. You're talking about vegetable oil? You were talking about. Dude, you're, Luke, you're talking oil. to somebody that. Yeah, Car oil. What? Shut up. I throw it not down. Well, the sewers outside in the in the street. Oh, the storm sewers? Yeah, that storm go to rivers? Yeah. Nice, bro. So we're Yeah, what about that? antifreeze? Yeah, dude. Dude, that too. <laughs> You're the reason our planet's dying. It's going to die anyway, man. You son of a gun. I'm trying to bring back the kingdom quicker. (laughs) Amen, brother. Let's just kill it. I'm expediting, man. Yeah. I mean, it's going to blow up one day anyway. Hey, every little bit helps, dude. Yeah. Just dump it right Uh, on. One quart at a time. That (laughs) is crazy. You know what I do with mine? I don't do that. Oh, see, here he's kidding. Gotcha. (laughs) You know, I take mine. I take it to the local express lube. Yeah, and they, and dump they it dispose in of it, and they dump it in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I my dad used to know this guy uh, back in the day. It was a big deal, dude. Like uh, they used to work, he used to mow the greens at this really fancy golf course uh, where we're at. And one of the guys he was working with dumped all the chemicals for like the fertilizer and stuff. You know, no. the, you know the phosphate fertilizers. Yes. He dumped it into the storm sewers. Oh man! And then there was like this huge EPA problem where those like the rivers were lined with dead fish for miles, dude. Nice. Murder. Well, I mean, dead deer. We it's just put, we'll just clear dude. out the water system with wow. fluoride. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it's fine, dude. Ain't, ain't no well, big deal. Well, Lil Guapo, which called in, he also left a message. He was uh, listening to the Epstein episode. He said, "I picked the worst." And most uncomfortable episode to call in. Yeah. I was kind of confused when he called and he's like, what's up, dudes? What's up, dude? Like, Y'all talking about pedophiles? Let's go. Uh, he said, good job exposing the truth on such a touchy subject. I love your show. Can't wait for it to blow up. Glad I'm an OG fan. And for all the kids out there, that means original. Original gangster. Yes. Yeah, not, original. not OG. We're not promoting violence. No. Uh, Jay Yeeky 79 also on Epstein, said, you dudes are the cat's meow. Thanks, man. Right. I live in Winston County, Alabama. Let me talk. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, baby. Uh, and I was wondering what part of the state do y'all live in? I'm not a crazy person, just a bored working guy eating my crunchy Cheetos. Let's get them on. We're in an undisclosed yeah, uh, we're location in, an undisclosed look. in the U.S. You probably have probably picked. Some people have picked up on where we are because I probably mentioned it before. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Winston County. 
I know about Winston County in Alabama. Do so you? Good yeah, some deer hunting right there, boys. Really? Yeah. That's straight up Yeehaw Town. Yes, sir. So I appreciate you listening. Uh, I am from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, originally. So Jay Geeky, appreciate that roll tide. And um, roll tide. Yeah, we'll get in for that. Uh, you guys got anything else? That's to go over. No, it was fun hearing uh, our callers call in. Yeah, Lil Guapo, Don Malik. Yeah, yeah we dude. were making fun of you. And uh, the, when were we doing that? After on the, the show. show. Was it on the show? It was on the show. I was like, I was wow, so look like, at him perked up. Dude. He's like, oh yeah, these are my no, bros. It's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I really enjoyed um, having the interaction with them. You did. Also, I enjoyed uh, knowing the fact that they're not bots. Like yeah, we d- all yeah, once. J- Jason Thought. was like, yes, these people are real. They called yeah. me on the phone, yeah. and they really like me. They like they like what we put out. <laughs> it is true. It's kind of like... Um, encouraging. Yeah, it is encouraging, but it's yeah. You, it's, when we're doing this, it's obviously just us in a room talking, and then it's Basically. just getting sent out. And yeah. So here's what you got to remember, and this is uh, Podcasting 101. Even though we are three weirdos on a mic in a room, you always have to be thinking of the listener. Yeah, Amen. you have to be talking to them, and yeah. we're even. <laughs> is that what they taught you in? Yes, podcast Broadca- school? Yeah, in broadcasting. You always really? have to. You're you're talking. You're not just talking to you. I'm talking a little guapo right now. Yeah. Listen, dude. Turn to Matthew. Thir- no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> but yeah, it was cool, man. I really enjoyed yeah. it, and uh, I can't wait for us to have more people chime in and see yeah. what's up. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're on. If if you don't know the Camera is recording. So, YouTube, what's up, bros? Rumble, what's up? Bit shoot, hello. Uh, wait, wait, what? Yeah, we're on camera right now. So, this yeah, we're will, live. We're not live, but when this is going to be uploaded, this is we're on camera right now. So, say, I thought you weren't recording. That's what I thought too. But no, I said, said I'm not going live, anymore. but I'm going to record you this. <laughs> he, he tricked us. He did. I, I told no. You said, are you going to record? And I said, yes, I'm going to record. Well, upload it for YouTube. Yeah, video. but you're real sly about it, though. I don't say I didn't say any slyness. I you said were, you were sly about it. You're man. like, I mean, we're gonna record, but uh, anyway, let's get started. <laughs> well, let's go. Uh, dead, <laughs> he didn't let us finish. He just hit the record button. <laughs> he got into it real quick. Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, here's three points. Now they right see here. my. Can you can you <laughs> block do, out my face? I, look, okay. Now that I've said that, look, we won't put this on All right. if you don't want. Well, because I get my. So new now mask. people are hearing this going. No, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Now yeah. we have to put it on. Yeah, we have to. Just like free Sorry, merch, bro. You're gonna have to like. Uh, just like free merch. Let's do a voice. Voice changer on Jason. Uh, uh, the one thing I want to talk about with the go. Dead Sea Scrolls is I was I was digging in a cave, and I ran across this pottery, and this guy came up behind me in a silencer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And suddenly I was dead. Yeah, suddenly I was in a portal, and I was on Jupiter, and this dude with a blue arm was talking to me. You're like, I've been to Qumran. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're completely off the rails. Uh, let's go with three points here right here. Dis- here's what the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls yep. proves existence, or excuse me, evidence for. This is the evidence that it does. It confirms the Hebrew text. It mm-hmm. supports for the Masoric text. I probably botched that word up. Yep. And it supports for the Septuagint, which oh, the yeah. Septuagint is the um, Greek translation from the Hebrew. That's what the Septuagint was. Septuagint yeah, means baby. actually 70. There were 70 scholars that sat down and, and translated from Hebrew to Greek. And that's probably what Jesus and was. That's, and the Septuagint was probably what Jesus, Jesus had. Yeah, and that and, right and the there disciples. was the Septuagint we should do a show on. 
There's some there's, there's some cool history. Oh, really? Okay. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of it, it involves <clears throat> Alexander the Great um, when he was like conquering uh, the land, that land. Um, I'm gonna butcher it because I don't have it. Written all that, down. all that land. Yeah, but essentially, you know, like <clears throat> when he was conquering, he would take over. Disperse, oh yeah, he, yes, take absolutely. Over, yeah. Disperse until he got to like the Jewish land right there, and because they had uh, supposedly had like a dream the night before. Um, gosh, what was that? I'm gonna butcher that dude, but it's it's cool. Yeah, what was the blue arm guy? Yeah, but yeah, it's it's I'm pretty sure. cool how how that came about. It was definitely like God oriented. So I I will. We'll get we into one. Yeah, we that's a good one. Septuagint. What are space balls? Uh, what are the Dead Sea Scrolls? If anybody's out there wondering, yeah, because I did you, I know, but I don't know. <laughs> I've heard. Good. I know Sasquatch, but I'm not sure exactly. I've seen. Uh, here's what they are, Jason. The Dead Sea Scrolls are fragments of a thousand ancient manuscripts written mostly in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Yeah, but they do have. Whole scrolls too, yes, they do. They have like the whole entire book of Isaiah. Holy scrolly, yeah, holy, holy scroll. scrolly. Yeah, some of them ranging like twenty five feet long. Now, Huge. now I'm going to tell you this. Uh, when we're getting into this, the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's very it's it's a lot of controversy as well. Some people say that we found it. It it kind of wrecked their theology. It wrecked their belief that there was oh there's this addition here. What what they didn't know what to do with it, right? Yeah. Because we already had this canon thing, the the you know the Bible. Um, so they were discovered in 1946, Jason, 46 and 47. They were in caves in the Judean desert near the Dead Sea. Mm. Hence the word Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, I like how they named this. They were like, "Hey, there's a Dead Sea. Why don't we name it Dead Sea Scrolls?" And what's more interesting is when was Israel founded? Oh, let me get. 1946, 47? 49. Oh, 49. I was way off, and we just did three parts of Wait, Israel. was it 49? Hang on, oh, let me double check. I thought it was 46. 46. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got Back me up, Jason. Don't let me down. Yeah, no, it's 46. Shh. Did you take... <laughs> 40, 40, me on... 48. 48. 1948. Okay. Okay. We were all hey. wrong. Hey. Oh! <laughs> You said 49, 47, 46, 47. It was in Thank between. you. Or Thank somewhere. you. Thank God I had the notes. You know what? Handy. We just went through a three-part Israel. We're such a bunch of idiots. Hey, we're just What's reading. Going we're on? just reading up here, dude. Okay, that is interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so if, this is, if you want to bring that into the conversation, uh, well, I just we did. found, yeah, but I don't know if we want to keep going. <laughs> okay, I'll add some more later on. So that is interesting. 46, we found these uh, these fragments that were written on parchment. And parchment is animal skins prepared for writing. Can you imagine writing on an animal skin? No. Do you have how it was found? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah, there was, um, or papayas. That's, so that's interesting. They Papaya? Found, the they, fruit? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, okay. <laughs> really? I got you there, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Pomegranate. Um. No, I'm still I'm still reeling on. I didn't realize that uh, this was so close that this happened, and then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah, a year later, Israel. <laughs> I'm like, hey, look at these scrolls. Um, okay, so what is left of them had to be painstakingly pieced back together. So they found the they found the scripts, and they had to put them back together. 
by scholars. Of course, these are smart people. Yeah. Based on the material and the handwriting, of course, the tech or the text. About twenty five percent of these scrolls were copies of texts that would eventually be included in the canon of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. Yeah. The rest of the manuscripts contained mainly other Jewish literature from the period, letters and contracts and stuff like that. All right, I'm going to add something to that. Go ahead, <laughs> Mr. Joey. So, uh, yeah, 1949, Israel became a uh, country, right? <clears throat> so when this was discovered, there was fragments. There was a bunch of fragments. I think it was like, I don't know, like 25,000 fragments found. But there was full scrolls that they found, like the, an entire Yeah, they're rolled up. Yep. Of um, Isaiah. I mean, they found a bunch of Psalms, like all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the... When this was discovered, which you're going to get into that, right? Yeah, uh, my my next paragraph is uh, okay. is how they were discovered. So I by will, the uh, Bedouin herdsmen. There was about there was like name. six or seven full scrolls, and uh, the way that it was kind of put out into the ether, like some of them were sold. The but long story oh, yeah. short, I'm gonna yeah. Long story short, Israel ended up with all the full ones. Yes. Um, you already you have that too. Yep. Okay. Well, then just keep reading. No. <laughs> just keep reading. But no, we I'll can talk, talk. We can talk amongst ourselves. I'll talk if about you, if you've the, got uh, talking points. Go for it, dude. I'll talk about the fragments because this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the fragments were uh, so the seven the seven pieces. All of the fragments <laughs> were taken uh, by the Jordanians to the West Bank. Right. Okay. And they put together this team of scholars, but it was at that time, they're like, we don't like Jews. We're not getting any <laughs> Jewish scholars, right? even though it was written in Hebrew. Right. Yeah. How do so you get around that? They, they got like, obviously like, uh, what was the name? I can't stand Hebrew. Yeah. They had some, a lot of people that express specified in, um, gosh, darn it. I, I wish I were Jewish text. No, 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 no. Muslim text. Um, I think something like that. Circumcision. Yes, let's do that. Foreskin. Okay. <laughs> they they scholared in foreskin <laughs> removal. And uh and anyway, but they, they weren't gonna use um Jews to to uh kind of decipher because what they're having to do is they take these fragments and they have to put it together like a puzzle piece. And uh long story short, they're like, We're not using the Jews and you're screwed. And it was like these things were getting put together so terribly slow because they don't really know the Old Testament scriptures, like a lot of the Jewish scholars would. Right. Uh, in the West Bank, at this point, this ties into Israel. They didn't be- that didn't belong to them until the Seven Day War. Right, which we so, talked. Yeah, yeah. So then the Seven Day War, they took the West Bank, and then they took all the fragments, and then they mm. they that's when they were like, "Hey, this belongs to us." Yeah. So or, they have Israel has all the well. I mean, there's still stuff floating around, but most of the fragments, all the scrolls are all pretty much in Israel's uh, possession. Possession. The, seven day, the Seventh Day War. Yeah. Yeah, when they... Gotcha. <coughs> six Day War. Day. I think it's six. six. Se- is it six? No, six, six, six Day, day war. war. What is it good for? No. <laughs> what is it good for? Anyway, that's all I got. That's all my notes. Well, Jason, Take it away, Yeah, Brian. Jason's all over today. See what I'm saying? It's a different guy. He is, dude. I know. Me too. I'm awake. Okay. Prime How time, were man. they discovered, you ask? Yeah. Well... The seven most famous and well-preserved Dead Sea Scrolls were found in the winter of 1946-47 by a Bedouin herdsman <clears throat> named Mohammed Ed Dib. And literally, that name means the wolf. 
Yeah. Who purportedly threw a rock into a cave. Think about this. Yeah. I He threw a rock. How? It's just, it's just kind of amazing. It's, it's got to be ordained. Yes, it has to I, be. I threw a rock into a cave after a stray animal. So he's basically, there's a stray animal. He's throwing a rock at it. He's, it was, he's, a, he's, he's a cat or a... Yeah. Or well, like a yeah, some guy. <laughs> it was his, he was a shepherd. Yes. And it was his lost sheep. He was looking for a lost sheep. You have that, right? Well, it just said, no. my research said a stray animal. Yeah, so it was a lost sheep. And he heard sheep. a loud crash when That's, he threw it. I mean, it. obviously, this is a, it's a story. of If a story of a story. Somebody, yeah, yeah you're but right. I've heard, I heard in my research it was a lost sheep. He was See, that sounds like for, Jesus. That's what I'm saying, bro. You're telling, <laughs> you telling me it's not ordained? Dude. It was a lost what sheep. What if somebody he went looking for it? All there's like By the Dead Sea, there's all these like pits in the rocks. He throws there. it and heard clay <clears> crash. Yeah, you heard something crash. Like, what yeah, is that? My, in my research, what, what do you have, Jason? It says that it was a uh, a mallard. He had a rock. A mallard? He threw it. Mallard! And it threw it at the... A duck? Yeah. yeah. Are you joking? Right? I, 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 don't know, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I'm joking. But he's looking at his phone like he's reading it from a site. <laughs> he's got his little notes out. Oh, my God. What a goober, dude. I was just thinking, wait, there's mallards in... in uh, by the Dead Sea? Yeah, I absolutely. Think it was a, I think it was a T-Rex, honestly. <laughs> Wait, they're not real. Dang it. They aren't. They aren't. Uh, so we heard a loud crash. So, of course, he's like, what is that? Upon further investigation, he found several scrolls inside some clay jars, which he sold. <laughs> I'm going to get some money for these jars. Heck yeah. Well, his name's Muhammad, so he's the wolf. Uh, when the scrolls came to the attention of scholars, they were quickly recognized as being the most among the most important archaeological discoveries of the 20th century. Yeah, he sold those for $35. Yeah. By the way, did you, did you have that? Yes. <laughs> the cave, well, it's going to get interesting because uh they they kind of like didn't know where they were for a minute. So the cave the the scrolls were actually in eventually came to be uh called Qumran Cave 1 named after the nearby ruins of Qumran. Okay, I don't know what Qumran. I don't know where that's at. You got any notes on Qumran? <clears throat> it says new, nearby ruins, but look, Qumran. After this, illegal Bedouin ex- excavations and professional archaeologists raced to find new scrolls in nearby caves. So the Bedouin, Mohammed, first found the largest group of fragments in which would be na- would number Cave Four right next to the site of Qumran. Mm. They sold fragments to archaeologists who caught wind of the discovery, and they started excavating the cave officially. In all, K4 yielded thousands of fragments that were pieced back together by scholars into over 500 different manuscripts. The Bedouin who found the initial scrolls sold them to a Syrian Orthodox priest in Jerusalem. Now, you had a different number. I got two hundred and fifty dollars to that orth- that Orthodox priest. Jeez, dude! Let me check my sources, bro. Uh, yeah, well, fact check. So Jason's fact our check. fact checker. Fact check it, dude. What did he sell? <coughs> after um, after the new nation of Israel was formed, the whereabouts of the scrolls remain hidden. But in 1954, an anonymous ad was placed in the Wall Street Journal that they had resurfaced and were smuggled into America. And put up for sale. This time, they were bought by a traveling Israeli archaeologist on behalf of his country, Jerusalem. I mean, uh, Israel, for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
His name was Yigel Yadin. The Yadins. I know about that. So I wonder if Muhammad, the Bedouin herdsman, was thinking about that $250 after this guy bought it from New York City for $250,000. Wow. I think I think uh, my 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 research staff is um, researching some stuff over the next yeah, decade or so. Bedouins and scholars discovered and excavated a total of eleven caves with scrolls around the site of Qumran, as well as additional caves at other sites in the Judean desert, like the fortress Masada, Widi, Murabatak, and Nahel Harvir. Ooh, I probably good. just botched that up. I no, just kind of made an accent with it, and it made it sound right. Sounds good to me. Um, so just recently in 2019 and 2020, the Israeli Antiquities Authority discovered additional Dead Sea Scroll fragments right. of a Greek copy of the Minor Prophets in a cave in Nahal Haver called the Cave of Horror. I wonder why they called it that. Oh, here's why. Because of 40 skeletons found there who died fleeing the Romans. Uh Uh-oh. So the Cave of Horror. So most of the Dead Sea Scrolls, like you mentioned, Joey, are now kept by the Israeli Antiquities Authority in Jerusalem. But a few manuscripts are in other locations, like Jordan, Paris, and Rome since 2000. A number of fragments claimed to be authentic Dead Sea Scrolls have been sold to private dealers but most or all of these are now generally believed to be modern fakes. Mm. Um, Joey, what are you pulling? <laughs> yes, Joey's in deep. I'm trying to find it. Dude. Jamie, get us. You trying to find that money? Yeah, I, buddy. Two hundred. <coughs> what do you got? Two. Uh, Mike keeps on showing two fifty. Okay. Okay. Right. There you go. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's. Well, it's just yeah. You just found another source. There you go, man. So it was sold so for Ma- a low amount of money. <laughs> yeah. That's so Muhammad sold it for uh, 250 and then uh, the Israeli priest <laughs> bought it for 250000 which was Yigal Yadin. Yeah, that's a quite a return, dude. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, w- I would like to know, and, and it, I can't find any resources on it, who smuggled it into America? Ooh, That's know. interesting, right? Soros. How, wh- <laughs> yeah, he was on the uprise, right? Back in 46? Yes. That's interesting. So somebody... That's interesting that somebody put an ad in the Wall Street Journal. And yeah. then That's really yeah, and it's interesting. Miscellaneous. Right. Yeah. I don't even understand what the ad would say, but it said that they had resurfaced. And they were put up for sale. I guess the ad was, "Hey, I'm I'm selling this," and then Yagil Yadin said, "Hey, I'll give you two fifty for it, two hundred fifty thousand. Buy it yeah. up, dude. Yeah, I mean it's antiquity, so of course that's a smart thing to do. Put it in the Wall Street Journal, where yeah. you know wealthy people are going to be. So that's what that dude was thinking. Yeah, I'm going to America. I'm going to put this up here and see who bites. Yeah. See who does it. Miscellaneous ad. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Well, how old are the Dead Sea Scrolls? That's the next question. They were found in the Kuman caves, and they were written about. Now I don't know how they. I don't know how they figure this stuff out, but between 300 BC and AD 68. 
the date when the site of Kuman was destroyed by the Roman army. Mm. So this is historical. That is an historical event that this site was destroyed by a Roman army. So they could like date these texts. Somebody, I'll, it seems to me that somebody, when the Roman empire was just crushing stuff, mm-hmm. they were like, you know what? We got to do something with these scrolls. Let's put them in a jar and put them in these caves here. Yeah. I heard, yeah, so when that was happening, that that's exactly, they wanted to um, preserve their uh, their culture and their, um, what am I trying to say? Their, their ancient texts? Yes, yes, because. Um, well, a lot of it wasn't canon. It was just historical documents that, that, that people, you know, wrote about their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, there was not just biblical stuff. There was yep. other stuff, literature. Yep. Yes, people just yeah. writing stuff. There was a lot of biblical stuff, though. Oh yeah, there was yeah. tons of it. But I was just saying, not only the candy. There was other stuff that <laughs> was that, historical it's literature. A, it's and a stuff. Tip, It's typical for a um, another country that's invading another country to destroy <clears throat> to destroy the country. Yeah, and its culture to destroy all their art. Look at Troy, burned it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nazis, but don't even care. Burn it. The Nazis in in um, Poland was it Poland? Warsaw. Yeah. Uh, What was it? What was that movie called? Um, Monument Men. The Monument Men. I don't know, but it was it was about talking about the Schindler's List. Oh yeah, with uh, with John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. So they uh, went in there. George Clooney. Yeah, they went to go find the art. Yeah. um, That the Nazis were stealing from other countries. Yeah. um, To preserve it. Because it's, it's oh he didn't destroy it he stole it and brought it back to Germany he put it in those bunkers yeah that was weird I wonder why they were doing wonder that, why he dude. did that it's so it's so strange. weird so strange dude Hitler dude well supposedly uh, I was listening to this guy's podcast about this um, and he's an old Jewish scholar he's a oh a good history and see that's who we need on the show supposedly this was a different sect of Judaism <clears throat> back in the day and I don't have this written down but. Essentially, uh, during the time... Oh, that, re- that hid these? Yes. Okay. They were a more, like, I don't know, like, religiously strict uh, congregation. And at that point in time, <clears throat> was it the Sadducees uh, during the Roman Empire? Yep. Um, they were sad, you see. They were wanting to kind of intermingle the Jewish with the Roman, you know, just like, Hey, let's live in peace. Kind of like that other rabbi that you had at the, that he's like, we're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And, uh, this sect was like, nah, we're going to the caves. So they, they put all their stuff in their caves. So this was like all their, all their, uh, documents. That's what he was saying. Was he saying they were hiding here or were no, they, they this just, is where we're going to bed down. This is where they bed down. Okay. Basically. This is where we're having church. Yeah. Essentially. So that the, they, Church, I'm down with it. They weren't intermingling with the Roman Empire. They were trying to stay true to their Jewish origin. Maybe so. the seven, maybe the seventy skeletons they found in, in the Cave of Horror was was part of that group that hid them, yeah, hid them probably because <clears throat> they were on the run from the Romans. Maybe I don't well, know. It's interesting that it stayed lost the, all this time. I have a theory, and the Romans didn't find it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's ordained. Theory right? time. Here we go. I mean, we are. Conspiracy Theory Podcast, I think this is what happened. The reason why the Dead Sea Scrolls were never found and they were hidden in the cave for so long with anyone touching them is because they were protected Yeah, by, by giants. 
<laughs> in the caves. Mm. Wait a minute. Yeah. You believe this? Yes. Okay. Giants in the cave. And you Wh- think why the not? shepherd killed one with a rock? Scared it away. He goes, ooh. Maybe ah. that was... Yeah, maybe that's the story. It this is gonna be this was, is gonna be Byron's soundbite for the uh, <laughs> yeah for the promo. <laughs> for the promo. This is the promo right here. <laughs> I knew it. This is it. <laughs> when he turned on the music, I knew this is gonna be. <laughs> that's my new theory music. Oh, that's when there's good. a theory yeah, coming why, on. Why not? Why couldn't there be giants protecting it? The Nephilim. Well, I and, don't know. and the little shepherd, yeah, Mohammed the, the was, was actually shooting at him instead of a stray animal that which was told. He got a rock. He sung. Yeah, he was like, him. "Hey, David did it. I'm gonna do it, yeah. dude." That makes sense. What if he saw one, slung it, killed a giant? He fell over, smashed all the pots. Then the Smithsonian comes in, cleans the scene, gets the giant out of there. Yes, removes everything, scrubs everything. They're like, you need to basically give these away. So he sells it for 250 bucks. Yeah, and, and make this story up that there was a stray animal. There's no giant here. Yeah, he's, he's like, okay. He's like, that's fine, whatever. And the guy's like, what kind of stray animal should I say? I don't know, a sheep, a mallard. Mallard, Ma- yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. A cat. Doesn't matter. A platypus. Yeah, say something. He's like, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. You See, know? look, I think you're onto something. Gang, gang, right there. Yes, sir, OG. There you go. And the, okay, so so then so so he sold him to who did he? Sell? That's the other thing. Who did he sell it to? It was, Christian, that was Orthodox, wasn't it? The Christian. You wrote it down. Uh, priest. Right? I didn't. No, I didn't. It didn't show where. So there's a who priest, the Jew, to. and there's a Christian. All at <laughs> a bar. All in a bar. And they all want the Dead Sea Scrolls. Dude, that we should just yeah we should write a joke. So it doesn't say who he sold. Oh yeah, a Syrian Orthodox priest. Yeah, See? dude. You wrote okay, it down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it didn't mention his name, but he was in Jerusalem. Here, also, so this okay. So this is getting wild now. Yeah, because another Israeli archaeologist had to go and buy it back from America. Why did this Syrian Orthodox priest? Maybe he smuggled to America, and then I mean, got and then got two hundred fifty thousand. I think he was just sold in it, <laughs> selling it. What to if whoever? he's the same guy that bought it for two fifty, smuggled it to America? And then got two hundred and fifty thousand. You've played the system. I love it. I believe it. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars back. What in nineteen? When like, was this? It was like two forty-seven. Yeah, dude. It was a lot of money back. That dude in the was day, a billionaire. Wow, for he sure. Was fat stacks. I like that theory. Okay. Well, yeah. There's there's other conspiracies surrounding it. Oh, you got some? Okay. Well, I don't know if you have it, but like whenever, well, whenever the um, whenever the uh fragments were given to um. The West Bank. Remember yeah. how they wouldn't allow any Jewish scholars in there, like I said? Uh, they were actually given to the Rockefeller Museum over in the... Shut up. Yep, in the West Shut Bank. up. That's who had the fragments. Rockefeller? Rockefeller Museum. Feller is in Israel? They're, in, where In the West Bank. The West Bank. Yeah. Rockefeller's that, everywhere. Everywhere, bro. I didn't know he had his hands in this. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's just his museum. But you can, <laughs> hey, come on. Just, wow. just his name on the front. Are you kidding? But anyway, it's, uh, what was interesting is they wouldn't have any Jewish scholars. So this guy came out with this big conspiracy back in the day. I can't remember what his name is. I wish I would have wrote it down. Anyway, he came out with this big conspiracy back in the day that like the Christians, because they had some Christian scholars working on it too, Uh-oh. that they found some damning evidence in there against our Messiah. And oh then, really? Yep. And then whenever Israel took the West Bank, they got Jewish scholars on there, and they 
they've been deciphering it ever since. And what do you know? There wasn't any damning evidence. It just oh, okay. solidified that. <clears throat> but at it the was time, the opposite. at the time, that was part of the reason that because uh, everything was going really slow, they were deciphering it really fo- slow, and they're like, "Because we don't have any Jewish Hebrew speaking people who know the Torah." And uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting stuff. If only we had people that knew Hebrew. That is oh, interesting. I think the Jewish people do. Oh, oh. we yeah. kicked them out. Yeah, they didn't want them there. But when it all kind of <clears throat> came together. All it did was just solidify our Bible and solidify theirs. Mm-hmm. That it was accurate. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, too, because everyone likes to say that, which I think we've got this on the on the list at some point, that our Bible, you know, they, they like to argue the, the uh, authenticity. accuracy, <coughs> authenticity yeah. of, mm-hmm. our, our, of our Bible. And that's the significance of the Dead Sea, is this proves yeah. that even before the Catholic Church had their hand in it, that it's the same. Right. Before. Right, the texts were were authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because they always say, "Well, the, the, they're so old, and they've been re- they've been translated so many times. And men are just screw ups." Um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and, <aw. laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that argument. <clears throat> well, this this disproves it, and people don't understand the precision that the Hebrews had when writing down um, stories or events in their culture. Yeah, that's. How was it? It was to to the letter. That's why when Jesus Had says, "Not even one iota," yeah, of this, what he's referring to is that you we I know that it's so precise that not even one iota of this text will go, yeah, you know, um, because they, they were so precise with it. The, the scribes would would write, and then oh, they would train their whole lives yes. for it, dude, whole lives. It was his job. Yeah, it was you. And you made birth. one mark. You went one mistake. One, you missed a mark one time. Done. You're done. You're going yeah. back to the field. Now You're was, going to that cave. It was a yeah. big. <laughs> it was a big freaking deal, dude. And that's that's why you know we can stand behind the authenticity of our Bible. Archaeologically, it's just it's been proven. Anyway. I've heard. I heard. I've heard this argument recently, and I had to come to. I had to come to to grips with this conclusion because it's easy to. And I'm getting off subject or subject matter of <laughs> That's this. What we do. We're talking about Bible right now, um, because somebody says it's been translated, and it's and men wrote it, and and it's and it's flawed, and and yeah. who who decided what text went in and what stayed <laughs> out? Because yeah. there's all the you know there's all these other books that Peter did and the, the book of, of Enoch book. and all this, and I had to come to grips with yeah that that may be true. Men had their hand in it and they're deciding of what, but I'm like, do you think at one, at any moment, the creator, I'm the created. I I can't question or even fathom the creator. I'm the created thing. I don't question the creator, right? What, what vessel can go, Hey, why are you, why are you making me like that? What are you doing? You can't do it. So I have to think in my mind, the creator of the universe put his thoughts in the way he wanted things to. I just can't think that that would get messed up. Well, you have, even though there's you have men involved, even though there's men involved, I'm like, do you think the creator can't? Is is it just out of his hands? Men are that messed up that the creator can't go? Hey, here's my here's my writing, and here's what I want you to live your life by. Well, that just goes to show... You know show, what I'm saying? It goes yeah. to show how powerful he is because the Bible is written by man. 
It's divinely inspired. Right. We wrote every single word in that thing. And through his Holy Spirit and through his power, everything coincides. Everything ties together. Yeah, people are like, men are flawed, though, man. Well, they got it wrong. That you can have such perfection in a book written by man is proof there is a God. That's why I said the Quran Mm -hmm. is divinely inspired by a demon. By Satan. By the (laughs) devil. But you can see the acts of God in, 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 in religious texts like that. Because men can't do that, especially the Bible, where it's written by so many different people, and yeah. it all ties in and all builds on itself. Yeah, how can you? Yeah, dude. That's so why that's you, when I got. That's when I have to get, let, just let go and go. I can't even think about the flaws of man. I got to think about the Creator and how He can divinely make this book matter. Well, I think I think right? you should think about the flaws of man and how He perfects our flaws. Well, you know what I'm saying. Book. Yes, but I you, can't go. Well, I got to throw that out because of the flaws of man. I don't believe that crap. Right. But I can't. Giants, go. though. <laughs> That's true. Gen- hey, Gen Six, baby. Brought it back. <laughs> but the Giants. Though. Well, matter of fact, we, we, I was thinking about this. We do need a a a, a round two of Nephilim. We should get Double Jacob up. back on the show. Let's get him on, dude, and uh, and talk about that. But anyway, let's get a giant on the show. Um. Yeah. Uh, you think he'll fit in the <laughs> studio? I don't think so. Oh, let's we see. Where was I? By the window. How old were the dead sea? Yeah, he could stand by the window and fart. <laughs> uh, I almost hit it, but I, I saved <laughs> no, it. I saved it. Hold Dang. it for later. No. Okay. The uh, <laughs> let's see. Three hundred AD sixty six. Uh, uh, let's see. Some caves uh, from other sites yielded few earlier contracts from three fifty to three hundred BC. And a list of names on the papyrus. I I'm, I'm saying that wrong, right? Is it papyrus? Papyrus. I think you're saying. I need where where's our where (laughs) where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Rachel, help me. Rachel. Okay, so I wonder if she still listens. She does. She just left a comment. She she was she was uh, Rachel, please help us. Rachel Perry Rachel Perry. Yeah, she was she was proud that I said uh, presupposition. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We could have her just in on a call. We could just have her here. Yeah. And then when I run into a word like papyrus. I got, Rachel, what do you think? She goes, actually, it's, actually, it's this. And, and it's then, the, the origin is of Latin. <laughs> uh, it's Latin origin. And you're an idiot. You're like, uh, keep going. Uh, let's see. Most of the manuscripts from other sites other than Qumran are from the first and second centuries A.D. Up until the time of the second Jewish revolt that was put down by the Romans by A.D. 135, and these are a mixture of literatures, including copies of the Hebrew scriptures and Greek translations, contracts, and letters. Okay, so that's the, so the things are old. Yeah. Okay. Old stuff. So they. So the other question is, how can they tell how old they are? So the scholars get in there, like, some. How old is this stuff, and how do they figure that out? Sometimes writers of ancient letters and contracts wrote dates. Josephus explicitly on their manuscripts, but Hebrew scribes copying literature did not include dates. Sometimes the contents of the text or archaeological. 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 Okay, thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, They were in the context in which they were discovered. Also give important information for dating manuscripts. And in recent decades, around 60 Dead Sea Scrolls have been radiocarbon dated to give a range of possible dates. Oh, radio, dude? For real? 
in most cases, specialists in ancient Hebrew handwriting called paleographers, uh, paleographers have assigned approximate dates to the manuscripts based on where the script fits in the history of the development of Hebrew handwriting. So probably they match it up with things that are actually happening, that somebody did write a date, and they were like, they mentioned that happened, and they could cross-reference those. So that's how they tell all of this. Yeah. So you're probably thinking, who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls? Well, they were written by, like you mentioned, many different people in yeah. many different places in the Judean desert. And the largest, most famous collection of the scrolls came from Qumran, a simple site that was inhabited the first centuries B.C. and A.D. by ascetic religious group focused on a ritual purity and centered around the study of scriptures and other large texts. I think that's what you were talking about, that group that were, that were, yeah, that were right there about. I don't know what I'm saying. Me neither. Yeah. Um, there's evidence that some of the Krumran scrolls were like, likely produced on site since the archae- archaeological excavations at Qumran discovered an unusually large amount of writing and bookmaking materials, such mm-hmm. as inkwells and straps for tying scrolls. Scholars have also noted that a few scribes copied each or copied multiple manuscripts that were discovered in the Qumran caves which could suggest that they were working at Qumran. And many of the manuscripts appeared to be informal scraps that would have been likely to be imported to the site and thus were likely written at Qumran. Others, so they say they actually wrote wrote and copied text mm. and then put them in the where they were found. Okay. What do the Dead Sea Scrolls tell us about the history of the Bible? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Did you do they contradict or prove the Bible? <clears throat> this is a That's fundamental a question. question. Are you, is that rhetorical? Or is, well, are you I mean, asking we can, us? We can a, yeah, it's just the question. It's it's what we're going to talk about. Okay, do you want to answer? Uh, yeah, I can answer. answer. Do you want to answer, Joey? Uh, what? I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> um, do they contradict or prove the Bible? I don't think it contradicts. I think it affirms. Yeah, yeah. I think text. that's a word for 2023. Affirm. Yeah, yeah. it's affirming. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fundamental question for Jewish and Christian believers who accept the Bible as sacred text mm-hmm. and sacred scripture. But it is also a difficult question to answer in a straightforward way. Since the Dead Sea Scrolls reveal a very long and complex history of the Bible. Mm-hmm. First, it's important to discuss which books of the Bible were included. Let's talk about that. Almost all of the books of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, were discovered. So basically, you had a bit, you had a like this library of oh a copy. no kidding yeah yeah so you know, all do you, so do you the have whole which one they don't hmm? do you have the one they didn't find yet uh, I don't know so the whole Torah was it's, yeah it says the uh, they were discovered with the largest number of copies or excerpts coming from the Pentateuch yeah AKA the Torah yeah or five books of Moses that's what that's called the mm-hmm. Torah Isaiah and Psalms you mentioned that earlier yep. that's what they found. Yeah, the only one they haven't found yet is the book of Escher. Yeah, only three bur- book Burks. Only three books are not attested in fragments from the Qumran. First Chronicles, Nehemiah, oh. and Esther. Oh, Esther. Escher. Did you say Escher? Yeah, I, I think you're trying to say I was Ez- like Ezra. Ezra Esther. 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 Which, by the way, that's what off topic. Esther. 
I don't know you. Do you know where we get the uh, the the word Easter from? Esther. No. Oh. <laughs> where do we get it from? I don't know. Actually, it is. Is Esther. it? Um, it's for the if it's for the goddess of uh, fertility. Oh, really? Eshtar. Then why do we call it Easter's? Oh, that's, an, an that's another show. Because of pagans? Yeah. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, and that's why the whole rabbit thing, the egg. Oh. It, it's it's because it, it came from the, the the queen of fertility. So should we stop The goddess it? of Estar. Oh. And Estar. that's where, yeah, Estar, and that's where they get Easter. Oh. Of course, they try to incorporate it and make it, you know, hey, here's so a that, chocolate bunny. That goddess, Estar, mm-hmm. that was, uh, was it the Church of Corinth? I was think it was one? Greek. Yeah. It's Church of Corinth, right? I think so. Yeah. Don't quote me. Fact check me. Let's call, hey, we'll look it up. But yeah, let's do let's do an episode on yeah, that. Yeah, that's dude. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you remember We that should do a whole show on pagan uh, holidays. And we, I want to say that's it because the remember. And the we're church, gonna ruin everybody's Christmas. The church at Corinth is that's when Paul's being like, Hey, women should Hazel, like, listen. Women Actually, should not speak out. Christmas is not a pagan holiday. If you go back to its roots. Anyway. Oh, see, this is another show. But, uh, Stop talking right now. But okay. anyway, that okay, would okay. be a good one for real. That's okay. A good idea. So first, wait, 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 wait. Let me just okay, in, okay. let me just let me just inject this. Okay. Um. So the Christmas tree, I just I just uh found out about this. The Christmas tree when it was introduced because there was a Christian missionary went to go evangelize. <laughs> no, this is legitimate. Serious. Yeah. Went to go evangelize. Do you know this story? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. There's tons of stories. No, no, this yes, yeah, there's tons of stories. But yeah. this is this is, I wouldn't say factual, but this is <laughs> you can you can rely on this information because it came from a non-Christian okay um source. Okay, cool. It was on NPR, so <laughs> that's how, that's how you know. <laughs> so Our basically, tax dollars at work. <laughs> that basically, uh, a Christian missionary went was trying to evangelize and get the gospel out to um, some pagans, and but these pagans were worshiping uh, trees. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah. Instead, he brought. He said, "You don't need to do this. You know, here's here's Christianity, blah blah blah." But what he did, he cut down all the trees so that these are pagan idols. You don't. You don't. Don't worship don't, it. Yeah. Just level the forest. You level the forest. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, it was like a sacred tree. And so, and then he's like, here's, the, this new tree is Christ, and it represents, this represents this something new. new. Yes, okay. new life. And so that's how <clears throat> the Christmas tree started. Putting ornaments started by Martin Luther. Martin Luther King? No, Martin Luther the um, oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. Protestant. the Protestant. The, pr- mm. the he protested. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. Christmas tree, Christmas Side tree. Note, oh. Let's get back to these. Yeah, that's that's the probably tweets. another show that we can get into. Yeah, that's deeply. A, that would be a fun one. For so sure. only the first three books, uh, not attested. First Chronicles, Nehemiah, Esther. Yeah. Uh, first Chronicles goes together with Second Chronicles, which one of the f- fragments had survived. So you had Second Chronicles. Nehemiah, in some traditions, is connected with Ezra of which fragments have been preserved, but no copies of Esther were found at Kuman. Though some scholars have argued that there are references to the story in other literature of the Kuman caves. Uh, uh, of the books of the Apocrypha, only Tobit, Ecle- Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Jeez. My favorite book. Ben, Sira, Sirach, 
and the epistle of Jeremy were Sriracha. found among the Dead Sea Scrolls. Jeremy. In other words, most, if not all, of the books of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, were kept there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's important to remember, however, there, there were no complete Bibles in the time of the Dead Sea Scrolls. So at the yeah. time of them writing these scrolls and making copies of text, the Bible wasn't there. Everybody was reading so from they scrolls. So they had, they had it all right there, though. Yeah. That's cool. Instead, individual books and collections were written on separate scrolls. Neither do we have any list of which the books at the Qumran community considered sacred scripture or canonical. Scholars try to determine this by considering the number of copies of each book as well as how often they were cited and in which ways. Based on these criteria, some books outside the Bible like 1 Enoch and Jubilees seem to have been highly esteemed. Some have argued that they were received as Scripture in the same way as the traditional biblical books, but there is as yet no consensus on which book the community accepted or whether or not they distinguished the books in this way. They, they actually found the book of Enoch in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So here's what's interesting about that is a lot of people say the book of Enoch is not canon. That's why it's not in Scripture. Mm -hmm. But um, you have people that have been canonized quoting from the book of Enoch. Yeah. So you have to go, these dudes read the book of the book of Enoch was written and they read it because they're quoting it mm -hmm. like Jude. He's yeah. quoting the book of Enoch mm -hmm. in Jude. Yeah. Uh, there's other examples like <clears throat> I think in James, James mentions the two people that, um, <clears throat> okay, you know when Moses threw his staff down in the Old Testament yeah, in front of Pharaoh a, and, and, snake, slippery snake. and they had the, the magicians? Well, in, in the book of Moses, it never mentions their names. The but magicians. in Enoch, it does mention their names. Gotcha. That is quoted in, in James. James. He mentions their names. Huh. I'm like, well, how did he get those names? You didn't get it, in, you you didn't didn't get get it, it from, from Genesis. Mm-mm. Where'd you get it? You got it from the book of it. So it's all, it's a controversy of people going, we found this book. Why can't it be in the Bible as right. Holy scripture? Yeah. Because, um, I've read quite a few, I've read a lot of, a lot of the book of Enoch and there's a lot of stuff in there that's not in the Bible, like the names of angels and their duties and their titles. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty wild. Like, give me an example. Give me, give me the most wild one that you can think of off the cuff. Um, well, I'll just tell you here. Okay. So the main reason, or I'll just tell you this. So, so like, here's some of the favorite stories from this book. The Fall of the Angels mm -hmm. talks about it explicitly. Mm -hmm. The Fall of the Angels. The names and functions of seven archangels. Okay. It doesn't talk about that in the Bible. In the book of Enoch, it does. And it also talks about the final place of punishment for the fallen angels. It doesn't go into great detail in the Bible. Right. But in the book of Enoch, it does. Enoch foretells to Noah the deluge and his own preservation. It doesn't go in that. So the, word, the name Enoch was a real person. He was, um, he was Noah's grandfather. I don't know if you knew that. Did, uh, no. 
Hold on, I'll get I'll give you a little history lesson here. Noah's grandfather. Right. He was um oh okay, here it is. Enoch was the great, 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 great grandson of Adam. Enoch's father was Jared. Mm. After and this is in Genesis five, it says after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God for three hundred years, and he had other sons and daughters. So altogether Enoch lived a total of three hundred and sixty five years. And he walked faithfully with God, and then God took him. So he was he was the uh, he was the grandson. Gotcha. So Enoch here it is in Jude. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people, and he said, "Listen, the Lord is coming with count- countless thousands of His holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of the ungodly things." that they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's in Jude, but yes. that's a quote, quote from that's Enoch. an actual quote from one Enoch. Yeah. One nine. You're right. Um, there are a few more examples that uh, have not canonized in second Samuel. Uh, David composed a funeral song for Saul and Jonathan. He commanded that it be taught to the pu- people of Judah. Is this song it is known as the Song of the Bow, and it's recorded in the Book of Jasher. So that's another book that was found in the Dead Sea, the yeah. Book of Jasher. Second um, Timothy. Here's what I was talking about right here. I'm sorry, I got the I got the scriptures messed up. Second Timothy three eight through nine. It says these teachers oppose the truth, just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. Those are the witch, the witchers. Those, the witch, those uh, are the people that were the magicians that Moses threw his staff down. Second Timothy obviously read the book of Enoch because how yeah. would he know their names? It doesn't mention it in our canonized text. Tim. Oh, Tim. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Timmy. Janice and Jambres. And then it says, it's but Janice? they won't get away. They won't get away for this long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are. Just as with Janice and Jambres. And I just wrote in my notes, who the heck is Janice and Jambres? And Jan- why are they not mentioned in the Torah? Obviously, Paul... See, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy. Paul was writing to Timothy. So, obviously, Paul had read the book of Jasher where these two magicians are named yeah. in Pharaoh's court. Because if you go to the book of Jasher, 79, 27, it says, And when they had gone, Pharaoh sent for Balaam, the magician, and to Johnny's, Johnny's, Jannies, and Jambres, his sons. So, it mentions his dad and his two sons. And to all the magicians and conjurers and the counselors which belonged to the king, yeah. And they came and sat before the king. Anyway, that's why I just want to mention that. So it also mentioned one of my other favorite stories is the names and the functions of the fallen angels and Satan's secret oath. It gets wild in the book of Enoch. I got to read it. You haven't read it yet, dude? No, listen, I don't listen. read anything that's not in, in, in the Bible. <laughs> listen to it. Uh, listen to the audio book. Yeah, it's it is really hard to get through. It's hard to get through, dude. But there is so much biblical imagery in it. Yeah, like it talks a lot about the Son of Man. Like it's just it's crazy to me that the Book of the Watchers. Yeah, I mean it's just it's crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't don't know. I don't like to like inject witchcraft into um, wow theology into scripture. Wow, (laughs) pagan ideology. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I don't keep a a tree in my house. I like to think of my Jesus as a baby. No one's scared yeah. of no baby. Yeah. yeah. That was just, yeah, just, he was comforted by the lamb. Comforted by the lamb. And the cows moo. His little bald up fist. Yeah. That's Me. such a good movie. People don't know who what we're referencing. It's it's a good movie. Yeah. 
Talladega Nights. That's a good movie. All right. So, uh, well, how can you read the Dead Sea Scrolls? You're wondering. How can you read this? Online. Online. There's a high resolution photographs of the most of the Dead Sea Scrolls available online at Israel's in tank in tank. Oh, antiquities nailed it. Dude, you're having a tough time today with these. Antiquities authorities Leon Levy. And you can go to the Dead Sea, just Google it. Dead Sea Scrolls Digital Library. You can find it. There's an English translation of the biblical Dead Sea Scrolls also available in the Dead Sea Scrolls Bible. Somebody put it in a Bible. Boom. Called the Dead Sea Scrolls Bible. Yeah. Uh, there's also several English translations of the non-biblical scrolls called the Dead Sea Scrolls in English by Geza Vermez. Yeah. And that's in Pig Latin. Yeah, probably, if you still speak that. But uh, anyway, that's all I got, dude, on the Dead Sea so, Scrolls. So, question, um, did you guys know that the Dead Sea Scrolls, they were at um, a museum here in town uh, ten, 10 something years ago? Are you talking about when oh, they were talking, on tour yeah. Yeah. and bringing them around to different yeah, yeah, museums? Yeah. I didn't know that, but yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, when they went to... Uh, did you see them? What's the name of that? Don't, don't give it up. Are you oh, talking yeah. about... Downtown. Yes. Grand Central? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grand Central. Where the train Station? goes. Yeah, where the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, we're not from New York. Yeah. <clears throat> Grand Central Station. We're in San Francisco. This is <laughs> Yeah, right by the President Hotel. Uh, But yeah, did you go see it? I did not. I wish you I did. You said 10 years ago? Something around there. I, was, I, um, I, wasn't, yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't. I wasn't here in 10 years. I wasn't a nerd back then. Yeah. And I'm and I'm saying that because I'm a nerd now, and I wish I was back you then. You weren't a nerd? What were Nin- Do you think you have to be a nerd to want to go see the Dead Sea Scrolls? I'm saying, like, I didn't really... Oh, it wasn't in your uh, sphere of, of... It wasn't on your map. Yeah, when I your was... Your radar. When I was 19, bro, come on. Well, I was that was a, 10 years ago? I was a different booger back then. So you, know you were like, saying? dude, where is the ganja? Yeah, pretty much. Somebody rolling that up? No, Un- Uncle Jeff's in the back rolling some joints. I was like, what's up, dude? What's no, up, I mean, what's I just, up dude? I just didn't... Um, the things that interested me back then were right. just not fulfilling. They were just, I was just. It was just, yeah, it was all, it was, it was, was all 19, self. Bro. Yeah, you were all about self. I was not matured yet. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah I wish all, I was because I, I missed there. that. I missed that, dude. We've all missed what? That, um, you missed that. Dead thing. That one came through. Oh, okay. That you meant you missed being 19. I miss being 19. Do you? Yeah, dude. Those were the days, bro. I could get up without getting hurt. You know. Oh wow! You still don't know what you know you're doing with Those your life. Those were the days yeah. in the summer of six. In the summer of '69. It's a good song, but yeah, I mean, I, that's uh, I learned a lot with the from the Dead Sea Scroll episode. This is good. Did you? Yeah, yeah dude. For yeah, awesome. the caves, the Bedouin shepherd. Yeah, I the mean, giants. I like the theory. It is so like that's what I <clears throat> was picking up on. Like it was just, it seems to me like this was. Like you said, divinely inspired. It had to have been, dude. We didn't have this. And there's little things like this throughout history where God gives us a little little great little, time. Yeah. Just like here. You want to question the authority of the Bible? This has been here for 2,000 years untouched. Yeah, and think about all the prophecies that were f- fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you guys since you guys um, had a little a little riff about the riff. Yeah, a little riff about the authenticity yeah. of the Bible and yeah, yeah, yeah. divinely inspired. And yeah, 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 the yeah. books were put in, canonized specifically for a specific purpose 
by God, and it was perfect. Yeah. Right? You believe yeah. that? The Bible? Yes. I think it was perfectly divinely inspired. And perfectly canonized. What do you mean? The context of that matter. So <laughs> the context of the Bible are just uh, uh, compile com- compilations of books, correct? Yeah. Right. So do you think the, the comp- compilation of books was that divinely inspired, the canonization? Like the way they were put together? Yeah. All the books. In, so when they... when. So I see what you're saying because they used to be in scrolls. There was a right. scroll of Isaiah. So yeah. when there was a scroll of Moses. When the Catholics, when Catholicism, did we put all these together? Sixty six books. Yes. When the Catholics okay. ca- canonized them, they decided what books to come in and come out. When the Roman Catholics, they they did that. They made the order of they, it. They decided, hey, what goes in here? Where it goes and what exactly? Yeah. Um, what books to put in? What books to leave out? Do you believe that was inspired? Divinely. Mm-hmm. What books were left out? I don't know. I don't think the... Jasher. That's, oh, yeah. is that what you're saying? Like the order of it? Or well, see, are you well, talking about the books that's that the were thing. included we, and not included? That's the thing. They didn't, the they, didn't have, they, they didn't have these books. They were found. They were found, right. But you can still... So I see what you mean. Like, oh, we found this? That messes up my theology of, oh, y'all put that together? Oh, you missed something over here exactly. found in a cave? Exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Exactly. But this doesn't, I don't feel like it really takes away from what we already have, though. It builds I think upon, it adds to it. I think it builds upon it. I don't it. think it takes away. It definitely doesn't, because if you re, when you read the book of Enoch, uh, I haven't read Jasher yet, but I've read Enoch, and it is, it adds so much insight to what we already know. Yeah, sure. Like, there's so much biblical imagery of Jesus Christ in that. It's insane. So the question I have, I guess, is because um, if something's perfect, does there need to be anything added to it? Um, no. Perfect added to it? If it if it's perfect, does there need to be anything added to it? To what, something? What do you mean added to it, though? So you guys said it. Well, so it you depends, said that. It depends the, what you're saying. I'm trying to find because, because I can read a book that a, an author wrote about a scripture. And that's not adding to the Bible, but it does give me insight. Yeah. It gives, it helps teach me about things. So here's what I'll say. I think God's word is perfect. Okay. 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 And in God's word through man is perfection. So with that being said, God's word is everlasting and forever. And I'm formulating this as I'm talking. Okay, go. Hoppy. So <clears throat> yes, that stuff being found just like what we were talking about last week, it's all it was always there. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're uncovering things of God forever. Sure. But his word is perfect. So is our Bible full? I think it is. But that's why that's what I'm saying. It's like this this Enoch and stuff, it doesn't <clears throat> take away, it adds. It adds mm-hmm. insight. It's not like this will make more sense when you read it, but no, the I book can't. of Enoch does not, the reason, like when you read it, the reason why it's not part of our scripture, you can see how that was divinely inspired because it's not necessarily, there's not really like any major takeaways from it. Like you adding Enoch to it. Would you agree with this? There's not really like a studying point of Enoch. It's more of just like insight into Genesis six and what was yeah, going on in that it's, land. It's, it's historical yeah it's historical there's a lot of biblical imagery in it 
uh, there's a lot of uh, like Armageddon. I mean, it's not you're not going to read it and go, see, he didn't he didn't part the Red Sea. Yeah, it's none of that. It's like it's like he said. It's like insight to it. You know what I'm saying? And same thing with Jasher from the little that we've read is insight to it. It's like who was the magicians? What was it like during that time? So all of that is divinely inspired because we have a complete Bible, which our Bible itself, you can spend your entire lifetime studying and reading and learning just from what we've got. And once you get to that point, now we have the book of Enoch that we found, which adds to it. And all of it coincides with his, his word. So his word is perfect. And this is an addition to, to that, but we do have a complete Bible. Sure, yeah. You don't need the Book of Enoch. And you so don't need the you book consider of Jasher. Uh, Jasher and Enoch his word. Yeah. Okay. I just I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, would say so. Yeah. Since he was, would you agree with that? Yeah. He because he, I mean, God said he walked faithfully. Yeah. For three hundred sixty-five years, you walked faithfully, and the I took reason him why up. I asked these questions, and then I snatched him out of here. The reason why yeah. I asked these questions just to tickle you guys' brain. Because if if you guys, this is from a, from the, you know from a different perspective, not mine. This is you know playing devil's advocate here. If you guys would just were to say, hey, yeah, we add the Book of Joshua and you know to our biblical literacy yeah. and our um, our the repertoire of God's word, then then who's to and you're saying that it is. Right, part of it. I would say, who's to say that you know um, Joseph Smith? I know where you're going with this. Who's yeah. to say that um, you, who, you know, what other th- literature that somebody says that's divine um, that they could say it's divine and right. and add not dismantle does. the gospel, yeah, but add to it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. See, I, I think I, the, I would I would go with that if Joseph Smith actually. I'm just using him as a uh, yeah, yeah. example. If he actually quoted and said, you know, Janus and Jambres. Okay. Or, <laughs> okay. Yeah, if he it. had something that, but he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't have any historical value of the text that's already canonized, so to speak, yeah. or non-canonized. And the fact of the matter is th- these books, they are quoted in our Bible. So like the way that I look at it is you study the Bible that we have because I do believe it is complete and it gives us a, a, the um, theology and the picture that we have. That was the way God wanted it. That's why we've had this Bible. This is our Bible. <clears throat> I feel like the book of like Enoch and the book of Jasher, now that we have it, God has revealed it to us because you said, I didn't catch that part, but you said that was revealed. They found that in the Dead Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those texts were found there. So, if we believe that it was divinely inspired that we found these Dead Sea Scrolls by God, then God has given that kind of like, I, I rely on a lot. And again, I grew up Pentecostal, so I rely a lot on the Holy Spirit. Like if the Holy Spirit is telling you to go read this book and study it, then I trust in the Holy Spirit. dude. Mm. But as far as like a, a biblical believer, the core Bible is what is our daily bread. We read that and we study it. We get in it every single day. You can spend your whole life reading that. And then if you get to something like Genesis 6 and you get to something where, you know, like you're you're talking about, because that was always like clouded in mystery too, is the magicians of Moses. 
and I haven't read Jasher yet, but Jasher's giving clarity on that. Mm-hmm. God has revealed that to us, who people to people who want, because you feel the spirit. You feel the spirit when you read Genesis six, and you're like, "What was that?" God gave us the Book of Enoch to study that to people who read that and want to dig deeper, because God will always reveal more to you if you want to know. And I feel like that's at least how I look at it. Fair. Um, now, Fair. The, the book of Joseph Smith. He pulled that straight up out of his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> his he cheeks sure up. did. Yeah, it was like, I think I can't. I, can't, I think I know where you're coming. Were you saying like, uh, when they found these these new books that uh, our canonized scriptures have quoted from? Uh-huh. Are you like, oh, there's egg in our face? Yeah. We we put all these things together, saying, oh, this is the true word of God. Oh, now there's egg in our face because we found these other texts. Oh, oh what more. are we gonna do? Oh, that's not canonized. We're not doing. Right. You see what I'm saying? Is right. that where you're kind yep. of coming yeah. from? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't. I, don't I think see it it's. That way. I think it's a awesome joke that God pulled on us. Yeah. Like, huh? Y'all think y'all got it figured out? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Hey, you know that guy I snatched up out of the earth? <laughs> Here's this book in a cave. Mm. Yeah. I just. I well, just. I mean, think- how that fits in your theology? It. It does. It, like you said, it kind of <laughs> goes to the un. un you know, he is unsearchable. Like we are, we yeah. can spend our uh, our lives, and then he just adds a little bit more, just to to add to its depth. And like I said, man, I haven't read J- Jasher, but the Book of Enoch is exactly that. It's all there's a a lot of just depth there that you have to have our Bible to be able to understand it. Like especially the Old Testament. Like these these people would have read uh, Enoch and knew what it was talking about yeah so again it's all together you know what's interesting and i didn't know that when i was when i was studying for the the book of enoch i didn't realize that um in 1604 king james translated the authorized creation of the new english translation but that was 85 years after tyndale's first translation did you realize that no i didn't i didn't realize Mm -mm. that king james came along do you think it was just narcissistic like King James, like you know what? I don't like this Tyndale version. Mm-mm. Let's get together and make make a new one. I'm like, what? How come nobody talks about Tyndale? It's all about King Jimmy. I've never even heard of that name. So, so. I I know why King James there the King James um a version came out. I just I I don't he want was gay. <laughs> it could be. I mean he that was. is a, that is that is yeah. a that is a theory that he was gay. No, but no, that, that was true. I mean, I don't. He's a know. homosexual. How do you know that? Hey, they did a lot it's, of things back there. It's historical. Hey, it's Hollywood, we'll it baby. Up. It's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we all have been gay once in a while. <laughs> Quote that Come movie. On. Hey, um, but anyway, gay. there's a <laughs> there is a uh, there's a reason why King James did put out his own translation. Uh, really? And it was for. Uh, uh, we'll get into it when we do that episode, but just more of a broad. Um, reasoning, it was it was kind of for narcissism and also for power control. Yeah, yeah. maybe that was it. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot there, and I feel like with all those things surrounding the Bible, God, I, I still believe it's divinely inspired. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All these inter, all these things that tried to get us to an English version, and oh, Tyndale did it. Oh, King James did it. Oh, we had the Septuagint. You have yeah. to go. Is my Creator good enough? To get his word to me today. Through a broken man. Today. 
Is okay. he yes. good enough? Can he do it? What about that? <laughs> Will he show up next? Can he do question. it? What about before now? What do you mean? Before what? Before 1946. Before uh, 400 A.D. Yeah, because uh, King James did that in 1604. Yeah, and so the most of the books were compi- compiled uh, around 400 A.D. Um, by this dude, I think, St. Jerome. Uh, before then, they didn't have, you know, Christians didn't have a letter or Bible. a Bible. They had yeah. letters, but the letters weren't mass produced. No, they weren't. Well, yeah. So I mean, then, then you get into a situation of like what they have in um, Pakistan right now, the women led church. They literally don't have Bibles. So what did they have? Led by what? The Spirit, dude. And that's exactly that. So that's the thing with people like Christians nowadays that aren't Pentecost and they don't really believe in the power of the Spirit. That right there, that discernment is what gives us our truth. And and how do we worship? In In spirit spirit. and in truth. In truth, truth, bro. What is truth? What is truth? Jesus Christ, baby. There we go, baby. That's all you need to know. That's all you need. That's literally all you need to know. And then, again, it was revealed. It was all brought together 400 years afterwards. And then, again, this thing comes out. It's it's interesting, dude, but none of it cancels each other out. None of it. Yeah, because there have been so many. Like, we talked about the Septuagint. That was... um, it had that was actually origined in Alexandria and Egypt. It was translated between 300 and 200 BC. Yep. And the Greek translation was produced because many Jews spread throughout the empire was beginning to lose their language, the Hebrew yep. language. Yeah. And that's when uh, Ptolemy, which was from uh, Egypt, got mm-hmm. 70 to 72 scholars and said, "Hey, let's translate this into Greek." Into Greek, and they made yep. the Septuagint. That's which it. Is, which is crazy. Well, that's a whole nother episode, dude. It is really. Um, let's see. You know what? That's it, guys. Dead Sea Scrolls. Thanks for listening. Make sure you visit our website, bottomofthat.com, and you can check out all our blog for resource materials. Everything we talk about will be there. And make sure you also can find us on our website. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, Rumble and BitChute, and you like this episode, do me a favor. Share, subscribe, and leave a comment. That's going to help the algorithm feed this content to other people that want to hear this kind of content. And if you're listening on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, make sure you click on the bell for notifications so you never miss when we publish an episode. Awesome. And if you did not like this episode, what are we doing next uh, next episode? I think we're going to do uh, Down the Rabbit Hole. I haven't done that in a while. So... Tune in next week when you might hear Joey say, Listen, this is George W. Bush, and I approve this message. Amen.